Remember that thing? Yeah. On top of old Smokey, huh? All right, big fans. From Greenville, South Carolina's Memorial Auditorium, welcome to another action-packed, exciting hour of Smokey Mountain Wrestling. Wrestling the way it used to be and the way you like it. Hey out there, and welcome to another episode of On Top of Old Smoky, the podcast that follows Smoky Mountain Wrestling from its humble beginnings to its eventual demise. I am your good pal, Lukey, and I'm here with the Sultan of Storytelling, the historian of Hardway, Mr. Alex Khalil. How you doing, buddy? It's been a long, long weekend. A lot of wrestling this weekend. Three straight nights of professional wrestling. Friday, uh, August 20th, 2001, CM Punk made his... 2001? 2001, sorry. Really dating this. 2021. We're not going back in time. 2021, (laughs) I messed up that line. That's all right. CM Punk makes his long-awaited return to professional wrestling after seven long, long years. And what a moment that was. And then we had SummerSlam with the return of Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar and Edge and Seth Rollins having a banger of a match. We come to Sunday and we have Ilya Dragunov and Walter having a all-time classic. Samoa Joe becoming NXT champion, sending Karrion Cross packing while also Adam Cole leaving NXT. And in between all of that wrestling, I found time for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Beautiful. I had to bribe my wife with a a manicure and a steak dinner to make up for all the wrestling we watched this weekend. It must have been hard on her. It was. It was. It was easy for me though, because I was. I was. You could. You could wipe the smile off my face if you tried. You're in hog heaven. I was in hog heaven, just rolling around there that slop with them, with them dirty pigs. Hog, going hog wild. Hog wild. WCW hog wild. We're going hog wild on this show right here because there's a lot to talk about. Some good, some bad. Let's get into it. We coming from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, once again, on March 21st, 1992, with an attendance of 280 people. Not bad. But also, on this infamous night of professional wrestling, we had WWF Superstars of Wrestling with featuring, there's a, there's a bunch of matches, but these are the ones that I noticed that I'm like, okay, these are the most interesting. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Sergeant Slaughter taking on the Henry brother. We had Owen Hart versus Doug Summers. S-O-M-E-R-S. Summers. Somers. Somers. <laughs> His brother Gomer. <laughs> and then we had The Undertaker taking on Lee Thomas. A Dang. true barn burner of, of wrestling on this show. I'm sure that these were some real competitive matches. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then we also had WCW Saturday Night, which featured uh, Terrence Taylor. I'm assuming that's Terry Taylor. I would imagine, yeah. Uh, and Greg the Hammer Valentine taking on the Junkyard Dog and PN News. Okay. Or News. news? Yeah, PN News. Okay. It was, yeah. Who the hell was that guy? I, I never really saw much of his stuff, but I Jim talks about him and... Oh, did, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
We had Steve Austin taking on John Collins. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. And this, this is the main event. You'll like this one. The Steiner Brothers taking on beautiful Bobby Eaton. Rest in peace. Wow. And Larry Zabisco. The living legend. The living legend. Oh, that's that would be a good that match. That would be a good match. But we don't have any of those matches here tonight. We have some Smoky Mountain Wrestling to talk about, so let's get to it. We open with Bob Cottle and Dirty Dutch Mantel. And uh, they run down the card real quick. I loved Dutch's just look of disdain at the mere mention of Brian Lee. That was great. Yeah, he's really leaned into that. Hates him. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime he's mentioned, he's, he calls him... Horrible name. He he buries Lee like as like the worst human being on the planet like in every segment on this show. Yes, he does. Like at least one time. And also his poncho t- this week looking mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Nice red with some checkered. Dutch was a, this was a pretty good form this week. Uh yes, that's true. He I think his commentary and everything was yeah. really good. Um. Anyway, we get to the first match with Jumpin' Joey Mags or Hot Shot. There you go. And he's taking on the Dirty White Boy. Straight out of Buck Snort, Tennessee. Luke, quick, quick question for you. Um, is Buck Snort, Tennessee a real city in Tennessee? Oh, absolutely. It 100% is. I thought it was a kayfabe town. No, it turns out it very much is. And according to a friend of mine who lives in, in Tennessee, uh, there's a gay campground there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would explain why Dirty White Boy comes out wearing chaps. He just fresh out of the campground. <laughs> he wears chaps over just like regular pants. Like, uh... So, there's my cheap joke for the night. Uh, Ron White joins commentary like for like two seconds just to like run down people not sending him money. And even puts a, a, like, a, a, like a, send him this money to this, like on the screen. And like, Bob Cottle, quick as a whip, just like, uh, Smoking Mountain Residence does not endorse that, that charity. Yeah, it's not an approved <laughs> charity. Brilliant. That was great. Um, Max controls early on, but the dirty white boy just starts punching him and you know, hair pulling. Great stuff. This is a weird like, Diva's hair takedown. Did you notice that? Like, Mags runs the ropes, comes with the white boy. White boy grabs his hair and like does like the the oh, classic the spinning. Yeah. Yes. The, the Something you see like a diva use more than anything else. Uh, also, weird moment where like Ron Wright's supposed to be on commentary, and all of a sudden like he, they, like uh, Dirty White Boy goes to the corner, and there's Ron all of a sudden back. It's like bullshit. That old man wheeled his ass. To the commentary booth and back in that. Quick it time. was very fast. Yes. It was very fast. And B- Bob, quick as a whip again, covered it up like, oh, Ron just really got down there fast. <laughs> so, hundred percent, they inputted this audio in. And like, I loved how Dutch at one point he's like, look at him over there. He's just a, he's just a pitiful man. He, look, he looks so pitiful. <laughs> he looks pitiful. <laughs> it was great. And I love that. That's what he's going for too. Like he, he wants to look pitiful. Yeah, it's it, brilliant. It, it really great. It. Um, we get uh, White Boy's uh, clothes onto the back. Not a great sell this time. It looked like Joey just didn't know how to take the bump, really. Like, uh, who was who was the face White Boy in his debut? The other jobber? Uh, he, it wasn't Angel, but it was the other blonde, wasn't it? Yeah, whatever. He took a great bump on this. Yeah, he did. Mags, not so much. White Boy does the twist and shout. The uh, honky-tonk man's move. Which move? The, the neckbreaker thing. I thought that was the shake, rattle, and roll. Was it the shake, rattle, and roll? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the twist and shout is uh, what Tanahashi calls it. Oh, In huge fan. I thought okay. I thought I thought that's what Honky Tonk called it, too. Uh, that gets a two count. Uh, Dirty White Boy goes for a splash and misses it, and he's just, like, laying there like, like a fish out of water. Yeah, he just, like, flubs back down like a big old seal. Um, Mags does the uh, uh, Bad News Brown Ghetto Blaster. 
literally just like hands his foot. I love that. It's like, like he just literally doesn't even make it look like a kick. He's like, here's my foot, and then it was it looked good though. It looked good. Yeah. Uh, Mags goes for, like whips him into the ropes, goes for the drop kick, misses, and then uh, Dirty Webber hits a side slam, like a backdrop into a side slam. Right, like he picks him up into the backdrop, yeah. uh, like the back suplex, mm-hmm. and then he twisted and so it was. If anybody remember, I don't know if anybody will remember this, but this was Mark Jindrak's move. Oh, we're going so, really old deep, school. Deep cut. Deep cut. Uh, but that's enough for the win, and uh, so win for the Dirty White Boy. Also, I forgot to mention about the fact that he comes out pushing Ron White to the ring. I did like that. They didn't wait long enough for the music. Yeah, they were a little early in the queue because, like, you know, you, you gotta wait for that chorus of uh, he's just a dirty white boy. Right, because we didn't hit that at all. No. He just pedaled him out there so fast, and then the match started. But it was a good. This was a good match. I yeah. enjoyed it. I was surprised. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be surprised anymore after the, this many episodes. But the jobber get got quite a bit of offense in. There's another match. In here I know too, that's right? another. Yeah, I was gonna touch uh, on that. Yeah, White Boy seemed very giving and like also not as effective a debut or as as effective as a debut was for the White Boy. I feel like I feel like he was not less aggressive here. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I think it would have been nice for him to be that aggressive, mm-hmm. maybe get the win a little quicker. Leading into this singles tournament. Right, because they did a nice story where, like, Mags was able to wrestle him, and, like, Dirty White Boy's like, okay, I'm going to fight you, and he starts taking over. Like, that's, I, I, I always love that kind of stuff. At least Mags is good. Yeah. You know? Mr. Armstrong is here with the tournament info. Uh, May 15th, the Volunteer Slam. We will crown a Smoky Mountain Wrestling Champion. I can't wait. I'm excited. So the volunteer is that just named after Tennessee the college? I don't know. I have no idea. But twelve men will be in the tournament, and the men are the Dirty White Boy, Primetime Brian Lee, White Lightning Tim Horner, Rock and Roll Robert Gibson, and Jimmy Golden. And then this this is where it got a little confusing. Where I'm like, okay, how is this gonna work exactly? So there's also six wild card entries, and basically these six men will compete on one-on-one matches, and then the winners of those will advance to the Volunteer Slam to then take part in an eight-man tournament. Is everyone following that so far? Yeah, yeah. It's Very... similar to how the NFL playoffs work, where you'll have a couple teams that are left out of the playoffs, but if one of them beats the other they're in okay i'm familiar with that but at the same time this seemed very complicated for the me. way that they explain well the thing is bob is clearly unprepared he actually he read was, he was most this. of this he was reading this so it and, came and off and very again, weird we we love bob's straight promos him trying to explain rules not great i feel like right yeah so the six wild card men are dixie and i'm gonna pronounce it exactly how they do dixie Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dirty Dutch Mantel, Scott Anthony, Hector Guerrero, Nature Boy Buddy Landell, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And, uh, yeah, this is Bob stumbles here a little bit at the finish line of this promo, but uh, there you go. That is going to be our tournament. I have some thoughts. Number one, I like everyone that advanced in the, the, uh, the Dirty White Boy Lee, so on and so forth. The wild card brings up an interesting thing, though, because there is no Terry Gordy in this tournament. What the fuck? Right. What the hell like, happened? You brought him in. If you, if you were going to put him in the tournament, that's fine. But like, he specifically in his promo mentioned that he was going to be in the tournament. Multiple promos. Yes. Uh, also, 
how does... Well, and also Scott Anthony's in the tournament. We've never seen Scott yeah, Anthony. Or Dixie guy? Dynamite. I believe Scott Dixie Dynamite is Scott Armstrong, I think. Or oh, one, one of the Armstrong boys. I can't remember which one. Brad? No. No, I, I think it's be. Scott. I think it's Scott. But anyway, how are these guys qualified, but not people that have already been on television and got wins? And also, how the fuck does Mr. Wonderful not make the the regular card? Right, he hasn't lost a match. Yeah. So, very, there's really no explanation for, like, how these work. It was almost like, it would have been one thing, it was like random draw. Like, of, like, who right. got to be in the tournament, who got to be wild card. That could have worked. I don't know, maybe that's too messy. No, I agree. And, the, yeah, leaving out... Uh, Shit. Terry Gordy. Terry Gordy. Like, what the In hell? Unforgivable. That's, no. Is there, is there some backstage thing I can thing only assume that he was going to Japan and just couldn't be back in time. And maybe Cornette couldn't get the talent and was trying to get the talent lined up. And he's just like, oh, Terry, talk about the tournament. Put it over the tournament. And then, like, hey, Terry, it's going to be this day. Like, oh, Cornette can't make it. I'm going to be in Japan. Okay, well, you're not in the tournament. Then. Okay, Cornette, next time. You know, Man. maybe... I don't know. I, it sucks, though. It really, really does. Yeah. It really does. Uh, great stuff, though, where Bob, or, sorry, Dutch, immediately is just like, wait, wait, I'm in the wild card? Like, why am I, why am I in the wild card? Like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah like, he hates he's that. He's flummoxed. <laughs> and then we get a Tim Horner promo. where they <laughs> uh, The promo package. Promo It was package. incredible right. stuff. Okay. So... Um, they talk about Tim Horner's accomplishments, both inside the ring and outside the ring. Uh, apparently, he was a natural athlete in high school, competed all over the world, pinned Road Warrior Hawk. The, and they even said the highlight of his career <laughs> the of his was career. a shock pin against Road Warrior Hawk seven years ago. <laughs> the highlight of his career is pinning a tag team wrestler. Yeah. Um, and then we get... They mention that he... Enjoy singing in his free time. Okay, so first of all, this whole package that he's, he's <laughs> they're playing has Garth Brooks Thunder Rolls yes, playing, right? Yes, it does. So then we he mentions that he loves singing, or they they mention that he yeah, loves singing. The, so then I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then they actually show him singing <laughs> for like a good solid two he minutes. Singing the whole song. Yeah, and he's singing in Garth Brooks, of course. But he's singing Shameless, yes. which I I swear to you this song is about eating pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's about being extremely <laughs> reluctant to do it and then finally caving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one thing that I feel like I can say is at least... Timmy eats it up. He's a generous lover. <laughs> yeah. But he was conflicted <laughs> for a long time. Is this song also about like you and your love of Tim Horner? Like you're a little sh- ashamed of liking Tim Horner? <laughs> I wouldn't make that. That was a little close of a, a comparison here. <laughs> I, have, I, I have some... <laughs> he was not oh, the worst singer in the world. He was a karaoke singer at best. Oh, yeah, but there was a couple moments where you're like, you're going to want to retake that, Tim. <laughs> uh, the best part about this, though, was... So, as we've covered originally, Rick Rubin was the financial backer for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And when Rubin saw this, he was just like, why is Tim Horner singing on my television? <laughs> and Cornette's just like, well, it's better than one of his promos. 
well, yeah, but could you just so shown thirty seconds of it and be done? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. They showed the whole fucking song. Oh my god, this was just the funniest fucking thing. Ever. I was dying, and then and it, I was wondering. What is this doing for him? Like, Nothing. is this working? It was supposed to show that, like, Cornette's idea was like, to show that he's a multi-talented person, and he has range and blah, 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 blah. Everything besides the singing was was a good, like, okay, he's a natural athlete, he's a hometown boy, he he does volunteer work, okay, you know, he, you root for the baby face. Makes sense. And then he starts singing. I love Why? it. It's so funny, like... They can't get him over on quality, so they're just like quantity. Like they're, he can do this, he can do that. He can shine shoes. He can fucking, he can throw. He's a, he's a whittler. He can throw darts, man. He, he'll whatever you need anything done, he will work for Mr. Food. Perfect. Vinets, this was not. No, this is brutal. Mr. Man. Perfect could have made this work, but I loved every second of it. Oh, I man, I fast forwarded the singing. You're kidding me. I I, I listened to like a oh. minute of it. I'm like, okay, I can't do this. All right, I need you to at least at some point go back, go and look up the lyrics of that song and tell me it's not about what I said. <laughs> I, will, I will investigate this <laughs> okay. further. Um, we come back with Bob Holly backstage. Bob mentions that um, he doesn't want to be in the tournament because well, what makes sense is to make for me to beat three guys when I could just beat one guy and be champion. Honestly pretty smart logic to be honest yeah nah, i can't can't fault him for that he did mention that uh he pulled julia roberts in close and he said real close if you know what i mean what the fuck is with julia roberts it's super creepy like, and also didn't he say last week that they're just friends so maybe don't be weird also just one note like he his sunglasses were like two snakes kissing. Yeah, it was two swans. Swans, but, but okay. because they were red shit with they were okay. So it was like heart shaped lenses, but that also were swans. So they looked like dollar store glasses. It was horrible. It was horrible. I, I still can't. I, I liked this explanation for why Holly was not in the tournament. That makes sense. But at the same time, Holly, didn't you say like I just enjoy beating people up? That's why I'm here in wrestling. So wouldn't you want to beat up three guys to become champion? Yeah, why do you care about being champion? But again, it's whatever. Good explanation for why Holly's on the tournament. Yeah. I will accept it. And this was the first promo that he's done where at the end it didn't just like trail off in a he weird... He did kind of stick the landing here. A little bit, yeah. We get to the ring and Tommy Angels is in the ring and out comes Jimmy Golden with that 90s jacket that every kid had. Fucking blue windbreaker. What, what the fuck was this? What? Where is your robe? Exactly. Where is the robe? He went from like his the the amount of class he, he dropped. He has gone it, from gold to silver to bronze at best. I mean, he's got a track suit on. Tommy Angels controls early on. He's able to school Jimmy Golden. Uh, they do a test of strength, which uh, Tommy Angels is somehow able to outstrength Jimmy Golden. What the fuck? Isn't he a jobber? Well, yeah, he's never won a match, so. Why? Oh, like, yeah, this was, again, another match where the jobber is getting way more in than he should be. And he got almost all the offense yeah. in this match. Uh, does the atomic drop to Jimmy Golden? Jimmy falls out the ring like he broke his ass. Like, he, he is selling this like his life depended on it. And did you see who he was selling in front of? It had to be Granny. Yeah, it was Granny. Yeah. But wearing a very, like, lovely red sweater, I will say. She was looking classy. She is, she is a classy lady. Yeah, she might be. We might have given her a little we, shit. We, we like Granny. Yeah. She's great. I bet she bakes great cookies. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. Golden starts punching Angel. Angel takes back over and just starts schooling Golden. Like, he makes Golden look like an idiot, basically. He's, like, controlling the whole match. 
Yeah, it was like, and yeah, he knocks him out of the ring. Basically, like, Golden was trying to stay away from him at points. It He just looked like a super low-card heel. Yeah. Dropkick out of nowhere gets the win for Jimmy Golden. Literally out of nowhere. This doesn't make sense. Do you remember the match he had against Robert Gibson prior to yeah, the, the match Russians? you really liked? Yeah, it was like you were wrestling Robert Gibson. You weren't afraid of him, but you're afraid of this jobber, dude? It's I don't know. Um, I didn't understand it. By, by the way, do you want to hear the, the backstory behind Jimmy Golden's dropkick? Okay, yeah. Uh, so Cornette brought him in and was like, well, Jimmy, what do you want to do for your finisher? And Jimmy Golden just goes, well, I do a pretty good dropkick. <laughs> and he hits it for the first time, and Cornette's like, it was the fucking best drop I've ever seen. He's like, you're winning every match with that drop kick. So that, <laughs> that, that just like, I just love the idea that Jimmy Golden was like, well, I do a pretty good drop kick. Yeah. And Cornette's just like, all right, do the drop kick. And Let's he, see he nails it. And like, Cornette's like, oh! <laughs> pops him. <laughs> he pops, yeah. Um, Angel almost immediately gets, starts getting up and Golden just starts feeding the shit on him. I almost thought like, was that a shoot? And then... Uh, Robert Gibson comes out to make the save. So I was, yeah, I felt like that too. I was like, is he giving him the business? But no, out came Gibson. Yeah. Um, Gibson goes back to Bob Cottle and uh, does a mumble mouth promo. Straight boom holler. <laughs> <laughs> like, I left this wondering, like, what the fuck did he say? I, I literally have nothing written. I, I, I think it was like, my dang old no, no, I'm Jimmy Gold, I'm going to get you at the Volunteer Slam. I'm going to beat you one on one. You know. And, and the now. best part was like, He's leaving at the end, so he's like, bang all day, bo day, bo day, bo day, And even Bob's like, okay, let's go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. like, Bob Don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We love you, Robert. You're a legend, but God damn, you are not a promo guy. No, and, I lo- and he knows. He, yeah. he can tell. Uh, we come back, and we got... Jim Cornette is here again, and he promises that, like, well, I'm going to show you the video of my boys, and da da da, and shows the video. <laughs> like, it's the announcer, like, in a parking lot, just standing there, and just starts, like, you know, like, well, I don't know where Jim is. He's supposed to be here. Oh, there you are, Jim! And, like, Jim yells, and, like, Jim Cornette, Cornette walks up in this bright red suit, like, will you keep it down? I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah. low profiles hiding in the bushes. Bullshit, Jim. You are wearing a bright red sh- suit in the spring, and he's got a big red tennis racket. <laughs> you are not hiding from anyone. Low key, you are not, sir. But the fact that he's the whole time he's talking really low and quietly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. And then a limo pulls up. A legit a shoot limo pulls up. Very nice one too. And and then immediately is swarmed by the again. The worst acting women ever who just swarm the guy and the limo drives off and leaves uh, the announce the anchor whose name was Phil I caught and Cornette just stand there and Cornette with the line Phil you ruined it again <laughs> I love this it's great. great yeah throwing all the shame on this guy Ugh, brilliant and Cornette says he'll try it again next week just <laughs> I don't care that it was stupid comedy. This was fucking great. And uh, they throw it back to the, uh, the the arena, and so Flair's or not Flair, Cornette's saying, "Oh, he's giving him. He's like, see, this, I t- I told you I was trying, but then I couldn't. And then he's like, you can't bring stars like that to a hillbilly location. <laughs> Cornette burying hillbillies is never not funny. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it is great. <laughs> this was wonderful. Highlight of the show, right there. I think. Um, then we go back to the commentary, and Dutch is still fuming about the wild, the wild cards. He's threatening to sue Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He starts by saying, I've never told a lie in my life. 
<laughs> I love it. Uh, we go to the ring, and there's Golden Boy Joe Casano. And out comes Brian Lee with more chaps. Like, apparently the baby, the people, there's a sale on chaps in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, buy two, get two free. Yeah. Joe jumps him early on the match. Uh, Lee rallies, hits the cancellation. That's it. It was short and sweet. It was fine. I yeah. was okay with that. It was, a, it was a nice cancellation hit this time. I will say that. And it made Lee look dominant because he just, he, in and out. The only thing is, I would have got get rid of that stupid armbar thing. Just hit like three power moves and call it a day. Yeah, that him working the arm, it looks so shitty. Oh, it's awful. Lee goes to the back to the commentary booth and talks to Bob Cottle, and he calls out Dutch, and basically says that, well, Dutch, if you face me next week, you don't have to beat me. I have to beat you. I'll give you my spot in the tournament. I'll take your position in the wild card. So I don't understand what that means. Basically, they'll swap. It, it, but I have to beat you, or what? I essentially means that if I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna be a fucked finish where Dutch gets disqualified or something like that. But like, well, you didn't beat me, Brian. You got disqualified. You didn't beat me. You know, some bullshit like that. Yeah, but if Dutch doesn't have to win, then what difference? Like, I don't know. It doesn't the, make sense. The also, outcome doesn't sound like it matters at all. Also, Brian Lee's a stupid babyface. He is an idiot. He is giving up his prize spot in the tournament just to get his hands on Dutch. Hey, Brian, if you become champion and then challenge Dutch to the title match, I guarantee you Dutch will take the match because he wants to be champion. You are a dumb babyface. And I know, this is supposed to make, well, the babyface is willing to do whatever it takes to get his hands on the no-good heel, even if he has to forfeit a chance at the championship, and he'll fight his way valiantly. It's stupid. Jim, this is the kind of shit that you would make fun of now. Why were you booking it in 1992? It also makes me wonder, like, hey, Brian, maybe wait to see if Dutch wins his way into the tournament so you can face him in the tournament. Hey, what an idea. And again, if you win the title, you could just challenge Dutch to a match and Dutch will accept because Dutch is greedy and he'll want the belt. (laughs) Ta-da. Just a dummy. God, Brian Lee may be one of the worst booked baby faces in a as a top, like a top promotion in years. And the and it's doubly bad because his promos and his in-ring work kind of he kind of comes off as a bit of a doofus. Yeah. So the booking just reinforces that. Right. I I no, I won't spoil. I won't do any spoilers, but good good. Okay. Right, keep it keep it clean. Keep it clean. We do a recap of last week's main event mainly just the finish and the brawl afterwards with Tim Horner running in to save him. Uh, by the way, at some point during this match, I don't have it written down, but they did refer to, or maybe it was during the recap, they referred to the Wild Bunch as the Maulers. So, th- I'm not the only one that got these two teams confused at one point. It's shameful. I know. Uh, the Wild Bunch is here entering to, uh, you know, come, or born to be wild. There you go. Yep. I always think of, whenever I hear that song, all I can think of is that, uh, 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 that movie with like, the Taylor Brothers, where like they go around looking at animals and shit from the 90s. You have any of what I'm talking about? Not a clue. Okay. I'll show it to you later. It was, it was actually a pretty decent <laughs> film. And out come the Fantastics. This week they get their fucking entrance. Yeah, but they're missing um, whatever his name was. Tommy Rogers. Okay, so uh, this is actually a really good match. I don't have a lot of notes written down because it was just a solid Southern style tag team match. I Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed this match. Lots of great tag team maneuvers, wrestling. The big men brawl. The the baby faces fought back valiantly, using their speed and quickness to take over. This was what the Maulers versus the 
the the the neon green boys last week. I don't remember what their name the, were. The BB Brothers or something. No, no, no. That the, that's the Batten Boys. They're, they're oh, they're they're, they're coming. Yeah, they're uh, the Davis Boys. I think it was. No, I don't know. Whatever. The, the, last week's match with the Maulers. This is what it should have been. This this time they succeeded. Um, Wild bunch looked great here. Dude, I was flipping out. These guys are awesome. There was that. Okay, at the beginning, there's a stalling vertical suplex. Mm-hmm. Looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. I had gotten these guys' name down. I yeah, think one I, of them who had the. No, like he was shirtless. He was Deaton. Yes. And then the other guy, Billy Black. Billy Black, yeah. Billy Black. And Billy Black, he is a freak, man. They did a, he did a big splash and then he stood up and they did an assisted standing moonsault. Yeah, that was cool. Which, and then later in the match, he did a top rope moonsault. Yes, he did. These guys killed it, man. They were great. Um, a little awkward escape, like they had at one point, one one the, uh, the Wild Bunch had the Fantastics and a Boston Crab. Awkward, like, escape. It looked like he just fell over. He had landed kind of on his yeah, head, brained yeah. himself a little bit. Uh, but great spot, like, where they're isolating one of the Fantastics. I think it was Jackie. No, Bobby. No, it was Bobby. Bobby, Bobby got yeah. isolated. Um, I was watching this, I'm just thinking, like, man, if this, if ever there was a time for juice, this was it. Like, get some blood. It would have made it. The, the crowd would have popped, And again, I don't know what, what you can do on television back in 92. I don't know if they would have allowed it, but, like, Oh, this is like I guarantee you. If this was a house show, that'd have been juice. I would have that would uh, that would have cranked things up yeah. just a little bit. But more. they do a great job of like isolating Bobby in the ring, cutting off the ring, and then you know, he's like, "Where's that hot tag? Where's that hot tag?" He gets the tag, no pop. No I know one. Jackie's hot tag did not. I, I was very surprised because I thought they did a pretty good job, but maybe the, I think the the hot tag moment was not good. Right. I don't think that the crowd was ready yeah. for. I don't know. Yeah. Some great tag team spots here, all match. Uh, there's a great spot where one of the Fantastics run the ropes and Billy knees him in the back and then Deaton takes over and Billy is like dancing on the apron <laughs> celebrating and they're like, get in your corner. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, Moonsault gets two. Really nice. Really, They broke it up. The heels get distracted. Babe faces pull one out from the ring. Who? Oh, what's going on? Roll up. One, two, three. Kind of a flat finish. But it worked because that's classic Southern wrestling. The baby faces just barely survived. Again, how much better would it be if one of them was busted open, was bleeding, you know, oh, God, okay, I, I, he, he might not make it, and then schoolboy. Yeah, I, I would agree about the finish being flat, but uh, keeping the keeping the Wild Bunch strong, hopefully these guys stick around because they really are awesome. I, really I love these so. guys. And this was just a good match. I liked at the beginning how the Fantastics were – pushing the pace and even commentary mentioned like they're trying to make them work their style and then also i think dutch mentioned that like well these guys he, he said it he, they work the asian style <laughs> Jeez, dutch <laughs> yeah God. Like, like mentioned like maybe maybe they can outlast them because they work the asian style the hard-hitting style and like that's some great insight too right yeah that is helpful also one of the wild bunch did the uh the cartwheel splash yeah, yeah, the like the handspring elbow yeah, looked pretty good though. Looked it was good. yeah, and he was like whipped into the corner. Yeah, by his... it, that that helped too. So uh, what's funny is like just the fact that they showed that video last week and mentioned that these guys had wrestled in Japan, it makes it acceptable. Yeah. But if if I hadn't known that, I'd been like, what the shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> He's a fan of John Cronus. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? Um, we end the show with a promo from the Maulers, just a big shouty promo from uh, the other guy, not Jack Victory. I forget his name. 
I don't know his name. Okay. Is he British? Like well, he had I a weird know. accent. It was weird. It was very shoddy promo. The second Jack Victory's starting to talk, Bob Cottle, that's for a time. What was that about? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like they, I don't know. That was so bizarre because the way Bob sold it was like they were legitimately out of time. But they are a taped show. I don't no, I don't. I can't explain it. It was so unless they're gonna work up to like maybe this is a bit where Victory never gets to speak or something. <laughs> maybe I don't know. But he seems like the guy that I want to hear. Speak. Yeah, the other guy was that was not a good. Point. No, it was like earthquake. <laughs> We're gonna hurt you. We're gonna smash you. We're gonna breach you. Uh, and that will take us home for the night. Uh, this was a bit of a miss altogether. A lot of jobber matches again, and not good jobber matches. They're like they gave too much to the jobbers, and then the stars end up winning, or there's just nothing to it. The main event though was very good. It was not. It didn't beat Horner and Rip Rogers. That's still the best match in Spokane Wrestling, in my opinion. But it was pretty good, and I could definitely see why you would want to book these guys for a house shows because like you put that match on a house show, that'll sell some tickets. Absolutely, um, I would agree. I think that the. The jobber matches, not only were they bad, like they were fine. They would have been fine if you're going to give jobbers some offense. But the fact that both, or at least two of the matches finished where it was just finishes out of nowhere. Maybe it was three, where it's just like a finish out of nowhere. Yeah, and also all three of the guys that got the jobber matches were guys that are in the tournament, in not in the wild card. They're in the the tournament already, and they're 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 like getting worked over by jobbers. Yeah, I like, didn't like this at all. Yeah. And no real good promos. The cornet bit was great. You really liked the Horner package. It was amazing. I, 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 I was indifferent to it. And then the, the, the singing, like, come on, man. <laughs> so I cannot believe that he thought that this was a way to get him over. I don't know. I, 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 again, I think I think at this point, like even early on, Jim was just throwing everything he can trying to make this work. <laughs> but I don't know. He was getting a pretty good pop before. Like, you know. Yeah, this isn't going to help. There's yeah. no way. But um, I agree with you also on the main event. The Wild Bunch are they? I love these guys. I we might have I cannot at, believe I haven't heard of these guys. We might have to look into these guys. Maybe be fair though. In in all Japan wrestling, like this was the time when like everyone was there and they were putting on clinics every single week or month. So, and they had some big big names. Yeah. And so it's just they might have just got lost in the shuffle. It's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. it's just like. I would love to see these guys in ECW too. I mean, around the same time. And uh. these guys were good. Uh, but overall, the show was a. It, it was a, It was in the middle. I feel like maybe maybe leaning more toward a negative. I didn't. I would say it was. I was kind of average, but more positive, just because it was a really good main event, and yeah. it was. It was. It, I think it was a slightly shorter show, and it went really. That's quickly, true. That's true. I think they must have gotten my letter to the P.O. box because they stopped putting these goddamn commercials. Maybe they got putting the YouTube videos up to stop putting them on there. We don't know. I we hope so. Know. I hope so. But whatever it took, it helped. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but uh, all signs are leaning toward uh, Volunteer Slam and the tag team tournament is rolling along. I don't know if the Volunteer Slam will have the, the tag team tournament finals as well. That'd be kind of cool. The tag titles and the EC, or the ECW, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling title, all decided the same night. That'd that would be, be big. That'd be big. Uh, but we have, but uh, there's some things to look forward to. And next week we get another fucking Dutch Lee match. Oh joy! Please, the thi- I hope it's the last one. But I'm sure that they're going to meet again in the tournament. They're going to book them to face in the tournament. I guarantee. That's I- one thing I'm worried about with the tournaments is that they're going to. 
try to book the feuds into them way too, uh, make that front and center and ruin the sporting aspect of the tournament. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll, you know, well, that's not judged too harshly. We have not gotten to the tournament yet. Although the tournament does not feature Terry Gordy, and that's already a sin right there. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. All right, Luke, take us home. All right, everybody. That is going to do it for this week. Tune in next time to find out who is victorious in the showdown between prime time Brian Lee and dirty Dutch Mantel. For Alex Khalil, I'm your good pal, Lukey, and we will see you next time for another episode of On Top of Old Smokey. And remember, it's never a bad time to shut up.